Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Recognizing that the threat of climate change weighs heavily on many consumers and increasingly influences their shopping habits, the consumer packaged goods industry is exploring how it can reduce the use of limited resources minimize waste, and in some cases, even improve the environment. For most players, moving the needle in any one of these areas while also balancing other business demands is a success that they should feel proud of and for which many consumers will likely reward them. But the Better For You snack brand Lesser Evil wasn't satisfied with pursuing just one avenue towards improved sustainability at a time. It wanted to explore as many as possible at once and tackle the issue from all sides. This includes not only sourcing sustainable organic ingredients that are not normally found in the snacking aisle, but also focusing on waste reduction, production efficiencies, and packaging that is potentially less damaging to the environment. For its efforts, Whole Foods Market last month recognized the company as its 2020 Supplier Awards Ceremony in Austin, Texas, with its prestigious Raising the Bar for Quality Award that spans all merchandising categories at the natural food retailer. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, company CEO Charles Corestine explains why sustainability is becoming an increasingly important shopper value and how Lesser Evil incorporates it into all aspects of its business, from sourcing to producing to packaging. According to data released earlier this year from the Israeli food trend analytics startup TasteWise, 23% more consumers are prioritizing sustainable food choices today than a year ago. This is a figure that's mirrored by the International Food Information Council's most recent food and health survey, which found 27% of consumers in 2019 factored the environmental sustainability of a product into their purchase choices. Being able to meet this rising demand for more environmentally friendly products is a nice side benefit for Lesser Evil, but Cordestine explains it wasn't the main impetus for change at the company. Rather, he said he undertook many of the company's sustainability initiatives because they were the right thing to do. It's such a big thing to tackle. You know, for us, for me personally, you know, it, it started with the gradual elimination of, of single-use plastics. And when you start to think that way, you start to make little tweaks here and there that are pretty cool, you know, just in the way you live. It, it's it's not as big of an adjustment as you would think, you know, like, you know, carrying, carrying water bottles onto airplanes and filling them up in the bathroom. Then that kind of those single those those little decisions started to lead to bigger decisions and how can we you know all our film is packaged in plastic and what are what are we doing to be a better firm you know or a better company for our consumers and it's not just selling popcorn or slinging popcorn that doesn't necessarily make you happy at the end of the day you know when you come to work and you're kind of living in your dharma and you're you're trying to do the best you can and you can do little things, you feel good about yourself at the end of the day. And really that's why we all exist, right, is is to find those those moments that are satisfying. 
um, where you, you know, kind of feel like you've raised your vibration a little bit. We're evolving as a company and as people within the company, and that is yielding something that I think you know consumers can relate to because it's it's our process, but it's a visible process, and I think people see that when they read the, the packaging and the, the message of the brand. You know, it's a holistic um, introspection of sorts. <laughs> One of the main ways that Lesser Evil has built a better company for its consumers and raised its vibration is by sourcing from responsible and reliable partners premium organic ingredients that he says are less harmful to the planet and in some cases may even help repair it. We're trying to be as responsible of a company as possible when it comes to, to these things. You know, and our commitment to organic is really the... The biggest thing, you know, kind of, you know, we've seen a lot of, you know, different pollutions from the pesticides and herbicides that are sprayed on crops and then go into the, in, you know, into the waters and specifically through streams and get into the ocean and are causing a lot of, you know, damage to um, lakes and oceans. It's all about the ingredients. That's kind of, you know, and that really comes from, again, it comes from lifestyle choices. I mean, I, you know, you know, I'm trying to raise a family of, you know, two two beautiful children and a beautiful wife and I'm trying to do the best I can and so if we can find ingredients that look like there's a reasonable supply chain meaning that we can source these on a regular basis where cuz the worst thing you can do is launch a product and and have troubles and being out of stock because that just destroys your relationship with retailers because they rely on you, you know, to rotate that shelf space on a pretty regular, pretty regular basis. So it has to fit. It can't be too esoteric. Given these basic values, Lesser Evil sources its organic butterfly popcorn, which is sold pops in sweet and savory flavors, from farms in the Midwest, where it also sources from American Humane Certified Hens the egg white powder used in its grain-free egg white curls. The cassava flour for its egg white curls and the brand's grain-free paleo puffs come from Brazil, and the coconut oil in which the puffs are tumbled come from the Philippines. Sourcing ingredients that meet Lesser Evil's high standards isn't easy, but it's possible with help from the company's partners, including Whole Foods Market. We went to Whole Foods when we looked at trying to source organic egg whites and you know they were like you know over twenty dollars a pound we went to Whole Foods and said you know we want to do this do you have any suppliers that you think you can turn us on to and Whole Foods is such a you know such a good partner that you know they share their buying teams and their commodity buyers and stuff like that and we managed to find a certified humane um, egg, egg white powder that we could put in our in our products. Lesser Evil pays just as careful attention to how it processes and packages its products as it does to the ingredients that go into them. The brand recently transitioned all of its snacking packages to neoplastics, which incorporates an enzyme into the plastic that helps break it down more quickly once it enters the landfill. The biogas that's produced in this process can even be collected and turned into a clean, renewable energy source. Mocha's solution is considerably more expensive and comes with a few production challenges. He still thinks it's the best alternative currently available to, quote, make hay of a bad situation. I would say that we're, we've probably got longer lead times now than we've ever had in terms of 
film um, purchasing, we're finding that that, as we grow, is being is being a little challenging. Um, where we know we have an eight to ten week lead time to get this film, um, and we can't really go other places, you know, when we need to. I mean, we've had to sometimes in a pinch. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, there's been a big adjustment in terms of how we order film. We typically have to make the orders larger to be, you know, to build a buffer into, you know, into into the supply chain that will allow for mistakes. And we certainly have not been perfect. We've, we're dealing with challenges, you know, on a weekly basis in terms of film supply. When you do, when you are vertically integrated, there's reasons why people don't want to do it. I mean, dealing with a, a robust supply chain and managing it efficiently is a real challenge, and and it's taken us five, six, seven years to get proficient at, at just managing that supply chain. So I can certainly understand. I, I mean, it's not it's not for everybody manufacturing, um, but we found that that it allows us. You know, you wanted to talk about you know um, what makes us different as a company. And you know, it allows us a much shorter innovation cycle than any other firms, and and allows us to play with strange ingredients and and to use film that that's different. You know, so it, it's been a really nice fit for us. The company also uses energy-efficient lighting and composts its popcorn waste to further reduce the environmental impact of producing its snacks. Many of these practices are more expensive, and he says that he wouldn't be able to do them if Lesser Evil weren't already vertically integrated, which he explains allows it to find cost savings elsewhere in the production process rather than passing on the full expense to consumers. In addition to the new packaging, Lesser Evil recently adopted a new look with the help from the branding company Retail Voodoo, which better highlights the company's name, streamlines key callouts, and highlights the company's manifesto. The brand, as you know, was extremely personal for me. So a lot of the stuff, the packaging and stuff, the initial designs of the packaging were pretty fragmented because... Uh, you know, it was my, you know, I'm certainly no marketing genius. So I'd be like, oh, I really like the name Bootable, and I'm going to put that on on the popcorn. And then I really liked Green Elephant, and I put those on some chips, and I really liked the name Paleo Pop. So I, anyway, so Lesser Evil was always kind of the overarching brand, but it was kind of getting lost in the whole you know, I, I have, you know, had two different brand names on everything, and people were like, you know, I, I think consumers were getting confused. Is, you know, what is Lesser Evil? Who is Lesser Evil? And I know this brand is bootable, and I know the the paleo. You know, they weren't, they didn't necessarily realize one product was made by the, you know, these three, three or four products were made by the same company. Um, and we, I had heard it before. You know, I've got a, an ego like everybody else, and I was like, you know, I don't necessarily want to make those changes. But, you know, as I got smarter people around me, um, they, you know, they 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 made their point pretty clear that I, we need to make a change. And one thing I've gotten a lot better over time is, you know, I, I realize that, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So when you have a bunch of different opinions that are seem to be make a lot more sense than your own, then I... You know, I kind of adhere to what they they say. So we hired Retail Voodoo. They were really good. This guy, David Lemley, over there is a really smart, smart guy. 
Um, you know, he had done some stuff with Starbucks and REI and a bunch of other brands, Kind. Um, and, you know, we kept what I felt was important. We, we kind of changed our our laughing Buddha to more of a guru. I've always felt like the the gurus inside, you know, there is, you know, people think they need to look for a guru, but really your guru is your in, intuition. And as you start to trust yourself more often and as you listen to yourself and you get quieter, you know, you've got everything you need to to, to progress in this lifetime within yourself. So it it was it was kind of nice to see the genesis, and it, it actually I didn't think it would reflect more me than it did. But David managed a way to make it feel pretty close to <laughs> to home for me. Um, so now it, everything seems a lot more cohesive, and our message is you know out there a little more front and center. With you know if you were to read our manifesto on the back of our pack. I was like, I can't believe we're going to move away from everything that I've, you know, that I've designed and created. And, um, yeah, I was, I was nervous about it, you know. And who's to, who's to know that this new packaging? What happens if we change the packaging and no one buys the product anymore? I mean, the paleo pops were doing really well. The popcorn was doing really well. Like, you know, is this the right thing we're doing? I would say the popcorn, the, the change was very positive. Um, the paleo pops. Uh, the egg white curls were kind of washed. The, the paleo puffs were in a package that looked nothing like the existing package. It had a, a bear with a third eye on it. Um, so we kind of took away the bear. We took, you know, took away the now, you know, I would say that they had a little correction, um, and I say would say that correction lasted for probably six to eight months. Um, and finally, in probably the last couple of months, um, we are starting to see a nice little correction there. So. It definitely, I'm warning people, you know, when you do a rebrand, A, it could not work, and B, there will be an adjustment period, and that adjustment period may take six months, eight months, or a year. I mean, it could take longer, but I'm just, these consumers that think that the packaging, you know, they're going to change packaging and things are just going to take off. It has happened, I'm sure, but I think the chances are that there will be an adjustment process, and it, it's an, it's, I think it's a natural evolution. To reduce the risk that consumers will be confused by a branding refresh, Cortesine recommends that brands either phase in the new look so that it's on shelf alongside the older, familiar packaging, or indicate on the new package how the old package used to look to help consumers make that connection. Lesser Evil isn't stopping with a new look. It's also plotting ways to enter new categories with better-for-you cookies and candy. Well, I can tell you that cookies is in the mix. We're we're launching a line of cookies this summer um, that are keto, paleo, organic ingredients. Um, they're like little cookie bites. Um, we think they're pretty exciting. Um, we are looking at, um, at candy. Um, can we make a difference in candy? Um, and not using maltitol or erythritol or allulose where we can – you know, make candy taste more like fruit and use real fruit to make candy taste good. So get can we change can we train our consumer not to get super sweet? Because really when you're looking at a lot of these sweeteners, they're actually taste more sweet than sugar does. So it's you know, we you're not really training the consumer to move away from sugar. You're just training them to use something different to mimic a sugar flavor. Um so they'll continue to 
you know, crave those sweeter foods. You know, if you can trade the, train the consumer that fruit tastes plenty sweet enough, and we're not talking making apple juice, you know, because that's really concentrating the apple, but the apple itself tastes good, and the orange itself tastes good, and it's plenty sweet enough, you know, maybe we can start to enjoy, you know, snacks and candy that are a lot better for you than the existing candies out there. So we are looking at different categories systematically, and we're following, you know, kind of our litmus test of what we think represents value and excitement for the customer and for ourselves as a, you know, obviously. Better for you candy is one of the fastest growing categories out there. You know, people people don't want to be perfect. It's boring being perfect and following some strict diet. You know, they want they want to be able to indulge at times. Who doesn't, you know? Um, so people are just looking for, you know, choices that they can feel better about. You know, so we're trying not to be too perfect, but to offer consumers something that they can feel better about. Given the stress of the ongoing pandemic, having something to indulge in and sweet to look forward to is probably something that everyone could use. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.